This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. First of all, we, I just want to welcome all y'all to the Healing Center. And we're so glad you came. Uh, let's just get started. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And uh, let's just allow the Holy Spirit to move this morning. And just allow God to have his way. And Father, we're just so thankful for your presence and your spirit this morning, God. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Father, we thank you that healing is ours and it's already been provided on the cross by your son, Jesus. And so, God, we just welcome you in this place and we thank you this morning for your presence, for your spirit and for the work that you're doing in all of us and for the awesome, mighty things that you have in store this day. And God, we just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if y'all would just stand up, we're gonna go ahead and start worship.
Father, we worship you. We adore you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you came to live on the inside of us. And from the inside out, we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We cry out our love for you, your divine embrace, intimacy with you, your presence. But you never leave us or forsake us. You're always there for us 24-7. Your love is everlasting. Let's, let's sing that chorus one more time. Just sing it with all your heart. Everything within you from the inside out, give Him praise, give Him glory. your hands again. He's worthy of all honor and glory and all praise. There's none like Him. You can search this world high and low. You can Google it. You can look for the answer, but He's the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. If you want life, He's life. If you want victory, He's victory. If you want peace, He's peace. If you want revelation, He's revelation. If you want answers, He is the answer. What is it that you want? He is the contentment that you're looking for. He is the answer that you're looking for. He is health. He is life. He is deliverance. He is freedom. He's our all in all. He's our everything. He's the Father of all creation. And He chose to love us. He chose to know us. He chose to die for us and to rescue us and to redeem us and to lift us up and to raise us up as his very own. We're a part of the God family. What family do you belong to? I'm part of the God family. <laughs> God's my father. He's my daddy, God. Why do you have so much peace? Because of my father. Because I know him. And he said he's got me in his hands. And nothing can by any means hurt me. Because he's got me. I'm his and he's mine. We're one together. 
all to be loved by Him changes everything. When I heard God say, Hey, Bob. When I heard His voice, and it was filled with so much love, more love than I've ever experienced. The depth of that love, it was so deep that you couldn't reach the bottom of it. And the love, I basked in that, in that love for days and days because he just called my name and then calling my name, his love came forth. It was like liquid, hot syrup poured on my head and went all the way down my feet. All he did is turn and said, hey, Bob. All he did was call my name, but it was full of so much depth and, and love that you could have, you could have fished in it. <laughs> you, could have, you could have just hung out there. You could have got a, a, a raft and just got in, the, in his love and just stayed there for all eternity because it was so good that you never wanted to leave it. There was so much peace, so much strength. But he calls us all. When you know how much you're loved, fear doesn't have a chance. Torment has to go. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. We're so grateful. We're forever grateful, forever thankful. Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Just tell him how much you love him. He loves you. He loves us, and when we, we act like we don't love him. <laughs> have you ever blown it? We all have. He still loves us. He's so good. He loves you enough not to keep you in debt, poverty, and lack. He loves you enough not to keep you in pain, sickness, and disease. He went to the cross and he paid the price. It's a finished work. It's ours. It's ours. So we're going to take hold of it today. We're going to take hold of it. And never let go. We're going to embrace the truth that we're seeing. We thank you for it, Jesus. Amen. Why don't you turn to three or four people around you and, and greet them and say, so glad that you're here this morning. Everybody doing good this morning on this cold winter morning? <laughs> How many are ready for some cooler weather? <laughs> Not many, not many. <laughs> How about just fall weather? <laughs> Is that better? Thank you, Lord. Well, just going to share uh, a couple things this morning. And then I want to do something a little different and uh, I was praying yesterday and this this came to me to uh, actually do some meditation 
or uh, we can do some confession and kind of put it in meditation sense. Because I, I really think it's a, it's a part that's lacking. And uh, speaking with people and uh, that, we, you know, we've had so many healings, so many miracles and things happen and just working through that uh, process. Even that people that, that receive when the enemy comes back, they've got to resist and know that he's going to... I mean, the word tells us he's going to come back to steal. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So he will uh, come back. And Jesus said that. Uh, and we have it in Scripture. So we need to be wise uh, when the enemy tries to, to come back and, and stand against it. How many remember when you first got saved that the enemy came and said, You're not saved. That's, I think that's by all of us. Uh, it's just uh, we, we mess up and we think, well, I didn't get saved because I'm still acting ugly like I did the other day <laughs> and not realizing the, that we still have a soul to work with. And, well, the same thing can happen with healing. You receive your healing and then there's a pain and a lot of people, they receive it and say, oh, I guess I didn't get healed, just like I didn't get saved, I didn't get healed, or um, in any area, you know, God healed our marriage and something else flares up. Well, I guess he didn't. Well, he did. You, you have to resist the enemy. Kenneth Hagin, a uh, minister from uh, years ago, uh, had uh, a person ask him, said, would you pray for me that the devil would stop attacking me? That I'd stop going through these problems and troubles and, you know, issues of life. And, and he said, okay, you want me to pray for you to die? And, uh, of course, the man, uh, no, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> and Kent Hagen told him, said, in this life, there will be, Jesus said, there will be troubles, tribulations, we're going to face face things, and he said, the, the enemy's going to fly over your head, just don't let him build a nest, and uh, I'll never forget that, Kenneth Hagin, if you, you can pull him up on YouTube and watch some of the old um, messages and stuff, and um, we have him going quite a bit, but I enjoy listening, there's just a lot of wisdom in that, and we have... Uh, young people, if you shelter a young person, they never face a difficulty or no consequences. What happens? They get in the world and they find out that their boss doesn't feel that way. <laughs> that the boss didn't know that the whole world revolves around them. The boss thinks it does around them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes. But, but anyway, they we need to have those consequences for our children to, to know that life reality is you're going to face things. Now, in heaven, I have good news for you, the enemy will not be there. He's been kicked out. The accuser of the brethren just got in the heavenly boot. He's not welcome there, not anymore. Now, he got kicked to the earth, and now what does he do? He's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us. He's very good at it. He will accuse us. He'll bring up your past. Uh, 
And you have to get past your past and know that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus and the past is gone. And you have to get that uh, foundation in your life or the past will haunt you. The past to keep coming up. But thank God that we can deal with the past and we can deal with the, the present. But we need to be wise about the future. The enemy's going to come and try and steal whatever God has given you. And I was thinking, how would, if I was the devil, what would I do against God's people? And I see sickness and disease uh, in younger and younger people now than ever before. Um, it's what it does, it causes us to spend a lot of money, in many cases. Uh, it causes us to be ineffective. And what the enemy does, he steals our influence, our effectiveness. And, and thank God, you know, we're still in the kingdom, the, the person say, but they're not doing, they're not as effective that they, as they need to be. So the enemy takes us out of the game. Uh, uh, out of the race, out of the, the mission, we're, we're pulled out. And there's so many in the body of Christ that are that way, and we have a, lot, a large segment of the body of Christ that doesn't even know that God heals. And you know, that's a part of what happened at the cross for us, that he provided for that. So if I was the enemy, I'd, I'd, I'd hit that. I'd hit uh, finances. Because if you're broke and all you're trying to do is just survive all the time, that's where all your, your mental, your, your um, resource or your power is, is in. It's trying to get money in. And so it keeps you broke, sick. And then a lot, another area I see attacked just tremendously is marriages. So if he can break up the home, he's affecting the kids and he's bringing influence there to turn everything sideways. So, so it's kind of what the, the enemy, I, I believe, he, he's after. And we have to be wise. We have to wise up and know that he, he's going to come against us. But the good news is he's a defeated foe. Now, if we as the body of Christ cannot defeat a defeated foe, we got some problems. I mean, he's defeated. He's utterly defeated. The Bible says he's been brought to zero. To tell you the truth, I don't mess with him a whole lot. Because he comes, I just call him a big fat zero and get... Yeah, I won't say what I tell him to do. But, you know, there's a place designed for him. And you can... There's one person you can tell to go there. It's legal. It's his home. So, let him have it. And then just go on. But the, the main thing that we mess with is, and we have to be about, is to renewing our mind, taking care of the soul. If the enemy's defeated, what area do we need to work on that's renewing our mind? Getting understanding of what's already been provided for us. And that's a lifelong process, but it, it gets better and we, we get stronger at it. So I just want to look at a couple scriptures. 3 John chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. Verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now we see here that he says, Beloved, aren't you glad that we're his beloved? 
He loves us. He loves everyone. He, he, he loves us and he made us love beings. He created us to love. We're imitating him and we love others. So he, he calls us the beloved. Say, I'm his beloved. He says, beloved, I pray. And the, the word pray here is, is pray and to will. To will. Or we could say, this is the will of Father God. This is, the, this is his prayer. Um, I think it was King James Version. Uh, it says, I wish. And that wasn't a great translation because it's really pray or to will. So this is the will of God. Uh, this is the prayer of God. So as God pray, where Jesus makes intercession for us. This is what God is saying to us. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. That's a powerful statement when you think God wants us to prosper in all things. Now the prosperity, you know, saying God wants to increase you and prosper you is uh, attacked many times. You know, people don't understand. It is extremes. I think there is things that people can fall in love with money. There is uh, a warnings in the Word of God uh, about prosperity, but if your heart's right, what influence and what you can do for the kingdom. What a blessing you can be uh, to other people. So God wants us to prosper, but he says to prosper in all things. Wow. He wants you blessed in every area of your life. He wants you to have Good marriage, good relationships, a good job, good career. Good. He wants you blessed in every area to prosper. Now, if God wants you blessed, maybe we should agree with him. <laughs> maybe we should just agree with him. Now, we're taught, you know, I was raised up, you know, I heard this a lot. Uh, Bobby, you can't have the cake and the icing too. But I found out from God that you can have the cake and the icing. <laughs> I found out from God that you can have it all. Because he purchased it all. And God's not lacking. When you think of those streets of gold. I mean what we cherish down here, gold, the streets there are paved in it. And you have a mansion there, and this mansion's paid for. There is no mortgage. It's paid for. The utilities are paid for. It's always at perfect temperature. You don't have to go adjust the thermostat or anything like that. It's always perfect. The furniture's perfect according to your perfect desire. Perfect desire. I, I believe... Sometimes we don't even know where our perfect desire is. Maybe we hadn't seen that piece of furniture yet, but when you get there, you're going to see it. <laughs> I believe your dogs are there, but I forget that part. All dogs go to heaven, but that's it's not in Scripture. That's just... I know there's animals there because there's horses there. Scriptures tell us there's horses there. Now, God's not a respecter of animals. I'm having too much fun now. But 
Maybe your dog's not there, but my dogs are there. (laughs) Uh, And they're not going through any issues or problems there. Every dog is healed. There's no vets in heaven. Got some agreement here. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) We're doctoring our little Lucy dog now. So, anyway. (laughs) Where was I? Prosper in all things. God wants us blessed in all areas. So that means we're, we're to contend for the faith. That's where our faith is to be. To be blessed in all areas. And then he says... To be in health. To be in health. Even as your soul prospers. Or, and you could say in direct proportion to the prosperity of your soul will be the prosperity of all the areas in health to your body. It's in direct, even as your soul prospers, in direct proportion to the prosperity of your soul, you will receive prosperity. You, you will receive prosperity in all the areas in health. So what do we need to be working on? Renewing our mind. Will God renew your mind for you? No. We're responsible to renew our mind. He's, he's given us his word. He's given his, his spirit. And what this means is relationship. You don't just stumble into this. It's intentional. It's relationship with him. It's a lifestyle. It's, 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 it's not just trying to get something from God. You won't get that. It's being with him and have, living for him and enjoying each other and, and, receiving, and receiving the word. So financial prosperity is in direct proportion to the prosperity of our souls. Marriage prosperity is in direct proportion to the prosperity of our souls. Relationship, just name it. And health and healing is in direct proportion to the prosperity of your soul. We need to get serious. And part of this stirred in me because of uh, the the Sunday morning series, um, Emotional Freedom, but how... Just Mary and Martha, how Martha was busy with her serving. And Jesus, she comes to Jesus and says, look, I need some help in the kitchen. And that's a, that's a righteous request. Nothing wrong with that. But Jesus was seen through that and said, you're troubled, Mary, uh, Martha, about many things. Will you look at your sister Mary? She's chosen the one thing that is needful. To stop the worry, to stop the stress, to stop all this trouble, to stop the noise inside of you. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that, and she's at my feet. Now, it doesn't mean that you never are in the kitchen helping Martha. You need to be there, of course. But Jesus was saying the priority of our life is to be at his feet. Well, that fits into this, this scripture that the, when you're at his feet, you're renewing your mind. You're, 
your soul is prospering every time you're in his word or at his feet. And that is the one thing that is needful. That's the answer. And we need the answer, and he's given us the answer, but he said, you have to do it. And there's a price to pay to get it. What's that price? Let me get the world's smallest violin. I, I feel sorry for us. The price is to spend time with him. Oh, poor us. Spend time with Jesus. Spend, break away from our busy schedules where we're running to and fro and spend time at his feet and in his word. Oh, I feel for us. But let me warn you, when you do that, it's addictive. And when you start doing that, the peace, that peace goes beyond the natural peace. It becomes his peace, supernatural peace. It's hard to get all stressed and it's hard because you've been at his feet. What's the devil going to do? He wants us as busy as we can be. I can't tell you how many times I've set aside getting the word. I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to do nothing. There'll be some pastor or somebody with an emergency situation. And a lot of times I just won't even bring the phone with me. Leave it somewhere else. Say, God, you got them. You're God. <laughs> I need to be at your feet or I'm not going to have anything to give anybody. <laughs> We, we have to do it. And I believe as that day approaches, the end approaches, we need even more. Because what's around us all the time is bad news and chaos and everything's going down the tubes. But it's not going down the tubes for the Christian, for us. It might be some things coming against uh, the world, but when you look at uh, Egypt and the plagues that came against them, it wasn't hitting the Israelites. We have victory. I don't care if it's in the midst of the storm. We have victory. Because he's ours. And we're his. So it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So let's talk about this. How does my soul prosper? In Proverbs 4.20. <clears throat> Proverbs 4.20 very familiar verse to probably a lot of us. But he tells us how to have our soul prosper. <clears throat> I don't know, can you, yeah, we got, got it up here. You can, uh, you can see it. This is, I don't like to use the word formula, but this would be a, a formula or a key to the prosperity of your soul. Well, I don't want to, my soul to prosper. Well, you're not interested in prosperity or blessing in every area of your life. You're not interested in health. <clears throat> Proverbs 4.20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now, 
he says, give attention. And that uh, attention there means to heed or to regard. And we could say it's like giving priority to. Uh, give priority to God's word. Give attention to it. Heed it. In other words, do what it says. Give attention to the word. Now, <clears throat> you think about giving attention to the word. Now, that goes beyond coming to church once a week or twice a week. If the only time that you're at his feet is once or twice a week, that, that's not enough. That's not enough to stand against all the, the negative, all the enemies, all that. It's not enough. Then Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, I'll read to you, verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we have Jesus here. He likens the word of God. He likens it to natural food, to eating natural food. Now, how many of us, we eat once a week only? <clears throat> well, I, I think we would all look a little different. How many eat twice a week? <laughs> I think not. But let me tell you, one thing is needful. One thing has priority over natural food. And we got to give attention to it. And I would say that Natural food gets more attention than the spiritual food. But Jesus is telling us the top priority, the one thing that's needful. I believe the spiritual food will produce for you natural food. <laughs> it will nourish you. It will, it will feed you. It will prosper you in all areas. Blessings will come. <clears throat> Attend to the word. Now, this attend to his word is not just a one-time deal. It's not just when you, you have your time with the Lord or in his word. It's not then. It's at the office, too. When somebody yells at you, oh, I'm going to attend to his word. How do I respond? I'm going to respond in love. I'm not going to enter into that strife. Or you're, you're watching the news and fear tries to grip you. I'm going to attend to his word. He said, be not afraid. So attending to his word is to be in our whole life, in everything that we do. Attending to his word all the time. Then he said, incline your ears. Now, it has to be more than just these natural ears that we have. It has to be more than just our ears hearing sound. It's inclined... It's talking about making an effort to hear. It's, now, I'll give you an example. Uh, I recently uh, joined ATC Fitness because I'm going to get fit. Jesus' name. Anyway, <laughs> I have my earbuds in. You know, they have their music going, and 
and say, great, I can just plug in and I can put on some preaching and listen to the word or, or whatever. So I put my earbuds in and I'm going town. I'm, you know, I'm doing my work out there, going along, and I'm listening to the word, just having a good time. And then your mind wanders, and then you go, I don't know what he just said. You know, you, you lose track. Well, that's, that's not inclining my ears. See, that's when, just like your, your pastor on Sunday morning could be preaching an eloquent, just a tremendous message, but your mind could wonder. I know it's never happened to you. It's happened to all of us. Your mind can wonder. And you're off. Maybe it's on, you know, what you're going to eat after church or what you have to do, you know, something like that. But your mind wonders. And that's what he's talking about, incline your ear or give it, give it that attention and listen. Don't just... Now, here's the thing. Those earbuds were in my ears. I was... I was hearing it. My ears were working fine. I mean, how much closer can you get? It was in my ear. <laughs> I've got these earbuds. It's in my ear. I've got it loud enough. It's above the music, and I'm hearing it directly into my ears, yet I'm not hearing. So he's talking about inclined ears, or listen, make sure you're there. Now, it's you know, we'll have the word going all the time, you know, scriptures and stuff while we're doing stuff. And I think it's, I think it's good, but am I really drawing everything from that? Well, no, I'm not giving it the focus attention. Now, the good thing is I can catch something, you know. All of a sudden, my, mind, my ear is there, and I can catch something and, and grab hold of it and, and, you know, receive it. But... <clears throat> the, the old classic example would be husband and wife. They're, they're sitting down and uh, he has, used to be newspaper, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe he's there looking at TV and she's talking. And all of a sudden she notices this glazed look and she goes, What am I saying? And he goes, inside, he goes, I don't have a clue. But he's going to try and make up something. <laughs> yes, he'll remember the last part. And then, you know, she'll ask, say something else. And you, Man, I've been sorry. My mind, I wondered. Of course, after you've been married a while, what am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he's talking And that's the thing <clears throat> with confession, confessing the word. I really believe when we confess and say the word. But a lot of times, our ears not inclined, so we're just saying it. We're just saying it, getting through our list and just saying it, but we're not really not hearing it. And we're to hear it. That way your soul will prosper when you do that. Uh, and then it says, uh, do not let them depart from your eyes. Now it can't mean that 
you, you know, you have the word like this. You're driving. <laughs> it can't mean this because you're an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> we said, let them not depart from your eyes. But I'm reminded of Hebrews 12 there where it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. When a giant comes against you or something happens, who do you look to? You keep your focus on him. You keep your focus on Jesus. You keep your focus on the word. You don't let it depart from your eyes. And that means you have to train yourself also because it's easy to lose focus and to get in to this thing that the, the world is saying. You know, it's fixing to be wintertime, so they'll come up with their new species of flu. You know, they'll have the, the pig flu, the swine flu, <laughs> you know, all these different flus. Well, you, I'm inclining my... my uh, ear to what God said. He says, I'm healed by his stripes. I'm giving the attention to his word. I'm keeping them, that focus on that. So when they say that on the news, I say, let the swine keep the flu. It's not for me. I'm human. <laughs> you just reject it. You don't receive it. Because you can go around hearing it enough that if you lose focus, you start saying, yeah, it's going around. I just hope it don't come. And you start wavering and start doubting. Said, well, everyone's getting the flu. You know, it hits this one person, then it's just spread everywhere. Or you ever heard someone say, yeah, one person in my family gets it, and then I just might as well book it. Everyone else in the family's going to get it. Well, I know that's the way it is in the natural, but how about if somebody said, no, let's stop it. Let's make it quicker in this one person that got, and instead of all of us getting it. Let's come against this and get off them. So we look to him. Then it says, keep them in the midst of your heart. That must be possible for you not to keep it in your heart. You know that you can get things in your heart and not keep it there. That means you've got to be continuous. Do you know you can have prosperity of the soul for a time? And if you don't continue with the Lord, if you don't continue in the work and keep those things in your heart, it can leave your heart. That's a little sobering, isn't it? <laughs> you mean to tell me Pastor, this is a lifetime deal. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, I, if I do this, I'll lose time. I'll, you know, uh, I might have to get up early. I'll lose some sleep. I'm, I might not be able to watch every football game. You know, there's, but here's the thing. What you really lose is distress, anger, frustration, no peace, sickness, disease, poverty, lack. That's what you lose by going to be with him. It's a continual thing. 
I don't want one day to have peace and the next day not have it. I want to live there. How do you live there? You live in the Prince of Peace then. You live in the one whose name is peace. You live there. So it's a good thing. It's the best life. That's when you live life to the fullest. So he said to keep them in the midst of your heart. So that says it's an ongoing, continuous thing. For they are life to those who find them. Now the word find here is another one of those uh, translations. Um, it's not the right word. Find here means to take hold of. Those that take hold of what? The word find life or get life. Take hold of life. Take hold of life. When you give attention to it, when you incline your ears, when you keep it in the midst of your heart, keep it for your eyes, keep your focus on him, you get in your heart. And it is life because you've taken hold of life. You've taken hold of it. I mean, like life. Now, I want you to notice here that life is, is an, another, it's other areas instead of health. Because he mentions life to those who find them and health. He mentions them separate. He's saying life, this word produces and gives you life because it's more than just the word. It says that it's inspired or he breathed into it or God's DNA is in the Word. It's more than just reading the, the Word. It's God. It's not just words about God. It is God. That's what the, the Bible teaches us. But what about, it says to those who find them, what about life in other areas? Well, do you need life in other areas? Isn't it, we read in 3 John 2, prosper in all areas? How about some life into your marriage? How about some life into your finances? How about life into your relationships, your friendships? How about life into your job? How about life into your calling, your purpose, what God's mission is for your life? How about some life into those areas? How about some directional life? Whatever it is, he's saying life comes to you when your soul prospers. I want some life in every area because I want to prosper and be blessed in every area. Every area. My dog is blessed. I want life into my animals. In Jesus' name. Life in all areas. That's what he's talking about. He's given us a key. And you find it in many other scriptures too. Life. Life. How about life to parenting? How about life to your emotions? How about life to your leadership? How about life to your influence? about life to your thinking, uh, to have wisdom flow out of you? How about life to your love life? He's told us what to do. He won't do it for us. 
what you gain from this, we can't even fathom. I mean, there's so much here. For they are life to those who find them or take hold of them and health. Now he talks about health to all their flesh. Flesh there means physical body. It says all. I love that. All your flesh. It means your nose, your ears, your eyes, your head, your brain, your heart, your lungs, your knees, your bones, your liver, <laughs> your feet, your little toe. Bless the little toe. All your flesh. He didn't leave anything out. He didn't say, this is, this is just too big. He says, all your flesh, every part. This is the one thing that is needful for every part. Health to all your flesh. Nothing left out. Things the doctors don't even know about. Health to all your flesh. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's beyond this. Hmm. Now, this word health here is an interesting word. It means medicine. Medicine is medicine to all my flesh. Now, think about this medicine as supernatural medicine. It's not that stuff you get down at, at Walgreens or that mail order or whatever. Yeah, this is supernatural medicine. No side effects. When God talks about his medicine, there's no... You know, where they're talking so fast at the end of the commercial. They talk about how wonderful this medicine is. And then when they're going so fast, when you can't hardly understand them at the end, that's the side effects. The side effects are many times longer than the crazy commercial. It's just like you can listen on the radio and they'll do advertisement for something. Then they, somebody is... is Talking at the speed of light. <laughs> They're discounting everything they just said to you. <laughs> and you know, every once in a while you'll catch a word. There's a commercial about this medication. It could cause death. <laughs> Been known to kill people, by the way. But you'll love it. <laughs> no side effects with God's medicine. And it's a perfect medicine. It's, there's no miss, uh, the wrong medicine. You know, a doctor give you medicine and say, well, that didn't work, let's try this one. This is 100% the right medicine for you. And 100% works all the time. 100%, it works all the time. And by the way, it's just one medicine. It's not one medicine for your toe and one for your head and one for your heart. It's one medicine for every part. <laughs> I'm getting happy. I'm, it, it's one medicine for every part of you. You don't get a, a different medicine for your sinuses than you do your big toe. It's the same medicine. This medicine is so supernatural, it brings healing to every part of you. Wow. Hmm. 
Selah. <laughs> means take a, a break and think about that. Meditate on that just a minute. Boy, one medicine. Supernatural medicine. You know, the doctors, they, they do, and nothing against doctors, they do the, the best they can, but how about Dr. Jesus? How about God being our doctor? Are we against doctors? Absolutely not. If you go to a doctor, you need to be praying for God's healing. God's a healer. All doctors do, they give you tools to facilitate the body bringing natural healing. That's what they do. But there's supernatural healing from God. Another meaning of this word is a cure. A cure to all my flesh. It's health. Health is medicine and a cure. Now doctors say incurable. And God says, here's the cure. Doctors are limited in their knowledge. But God is unlimited in his, and he said, here's the cure. And by the way, the cure is for whatever ails you. It's the same medicine. We hear a natural medicine, they'll say a supplement or something, it'll do this for you, you know. Um, and it goes through the list, you know. You'll find yourself, you'll get younger, you're... Your, your bones to do right, your memory be excellent, you know, go through all this million things, you know, and you just go, nah, no way, one medicine do oh, that's just a joke, you know. But God's medicine does. <laughs> it's a cure. It is a cure. When God says it's the cure, it's the cure. Mm. Another definition, this health, it means medicine, it means a cure, it means deliverance to all my flesh deliverance to all my flesh. Now think about that. I can mean addictions there. I'm saying the word can set you free. It doesn't have to be drugs, alcohol. It could be a natural thing. I worked with a guy who drank over 25 cups of coffee a day. And the doctor had to tell him to stop coffee. His insides were turning to coffee. <laughs> but he was uh, uh, addicted. But deliverance, what do you need to be free from? I'm telling you, this prosperity of soul, this, this cure, this deliverance is so strong, it'll set you free from anything. Whatever you're facing, deliverance. Could be, what well, if it was uh, lust? Yes. Set you free from that. Whatever it is. I mean, this must be some powerful stuff we're talking about here when God says this. God can't lie. And then healing, it means healing. Health here means healing to all my flesh. Another definition, it means remedy. It's the remedy to all my flesh. You can Google and try and find a remedy, but God says this is the remedy. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen that part that will take away the worry and the stress uh, of life. She's chosen the part that will cause her to be blessed in all her ways. It'll even produce health in her 
in our body. Mary's chosen it. We've got to choose it. You have to choose it. Jesus didn't say, Martha, I'm going to make you get at my feet. No, we choose it. It's our choice. We choose the way we'll, we'll spend our time. It's a choice. It means soundness. This word health also means soundness to all my flesh. What about uh, maybe a, a mind, you know, people, uh, Alzheimer's, uh, these dementia. It means soundness to the mind, to every part. Soundness. It's powerful. Uh, jo, Joanne has seen people healed from that, from dementia. And, and what happened? Soundness came to their mind. Able to think again. What's the enemy doing? He's stealing many seniors' life. He's stealing their life. Christians. Well, pastor, they couldn't be. Yes, they could. They could be praying. There's a whole lot they could be doing. What if their youth was renewed like the eagles? Renew means it's changed. What if you'd changed your weakness for his strength? See, we need some elderly people that are healed and they get the strength of God where they can pour out the wisdom, where they can be a, a vibrant part of the body of Christ. And see what God is, is doing, I believe in, in these last of the last days, I believe we're on the seed. The elderly heal, the middle, the young, healing power, flowing. Soundness to all my flesh. It also means wholeness to all my flesh. And I love wholeness because it speaks of restoration. It speaks, what if you've been deteriorating or what if a part of you is damaged? It can be restored. Creative miracle. Creative power is in the word. What if uh, someone was born with an infirmity or, or lacking something? They can have it created whole. Wow. Hmm. Wholeness to all my flesh. It can be restored. Well, I was born a cripple. It can be restored. <laughs> Those legs can move. Those legs can run. You can be like Heather out running. And then, what about those damaged in a car accident? How many have been yielded ineffective in the body of Christ? Yet, it says here that they can be restored. They can be made, made whole. We are the ones that have to release our faith and believe what this says. We need prosperity of our soul. And the last one is yielding to all my flesh. Yielding. 
And he's like, yielding. Yeah, this word means yielding. What is God is yielding his grace, his life, his empowerment, his, his healing power to us. This word, when you get it in your heart, it will yield the very thing that you're looking at, the very thing that you're believing for. It yields it to us. He's told us what to do. It's up to us. And by the way, this word health comes from the root word, Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. His name is healing. <laughs> He's a good God. So once you have this prosperity so you stop looking at things as impossibilities. There are no impossibilities. There is nothing that he hasn't covered at the cross. Every single thing is covered for us to enjoy life. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Okay, a little, a little longer than I wanted to there, but th those are a couple keys just to this, the same way that you get it, it's the way that you keep it. You keep it. You keep Dodo Yosting, which I, I think we have the book over here, but um, 25 years ago, wherever it was, I bought cases of these and, and, and gave them away, but uh, you know, sent home with cancer they couldn't operate on, couldn't do anything about. She did Proverbs 4. We just read what she did. And still doing today. And was totally healed of the, I forgot what type of cancer is the worst type you know, that you could get. And totally healed. And, and what she did was just took the word and inclined her ear Gave it attention, kept it before her eyes, kept it in her heart, and it produced, it yielded up life. It, it replaced yielding God's health, replaced cancer. Yielding from, from God's grace, that, that health replaced arthritis, replaced heart disease, replaced whatever. Now, God's not a respecter of persons. If she did, if he did for Dodie Osteen, this little lady, he'll do it for any of us. But maybe we have to do it the same way she got it. Now, we have Anointed people, our, our healing team is uh, anointing. We can, we can release faith and we can get you things maybe beyond even where you're at, if that makes sense, in, in your faith. But to keep what you get, you've got to do this. You've got to do Proverbs 4.20. Is it worth it? Definitely worth it. 
Come say it. <laughs> I feel like there's um, some people here that just like to hear, to know that God is no respecter of persons. It's an easy thing to say, but you know, it, faith is now, it is now faith. And faith is believing that God will do what he said in his word for me. You know, it's like the first time you ever heard God said, you know, he loved you so much of what he did. But for you to believe that he actually loves you enough that that provision that he's already given us is mine to have. There's a whole different renewing of the mind that has to happen, but you do the same thing the pastor said. So what I'm getting in my spirit is I just want to do a couple of examples of what, uh, you know, and it's easy to talk about what something happened over there when I was out of town, but when you start talking about something happening in a small group of people that are meeting. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Hope House, and all we were doing is praying and worshiping. Somebody had come in and they had some back pain that was pretty excruciating. And so a group gathered around and prayed for them, and the back pain was gone. We prayed for a couple more people with different types of pain. And we, were, we continued on with praise and worship, and the Spirit of the Lord said, there's somebody else here that has back pain that hasn't stepped up yet. But if you'll be faithful to step forward, God said, he'll heal you. That person did, and they walked away healed. Um, we had another person that asked for prayer and are pain-free, free. We saw somebody leave free of fear, came in heavy, heaven, uh, burden-laden, and they had a smile on their face, very pretty woman, smile on her face. But spiritually, you could see all the oppression going on. I mean, but she left free. It didn't take 5,000 people in an auditorium. He said where two or more are gathered. You know, we can tell you uh, about little things. We can tell you about big things. When I first started out, I had a, uh, my husband's nephew was in a horrible car accident. He's in his 50s at the time, I believe. He might have even been in his 60s. And his Corvette had flipped and he ended up off the road on the side of a mountain, upside down, and they did not expect him to live the night. I didn't know anything about anything except I knew God's desire to heal and that nobody should leave the earth early or with their course not completed. And we went over. He was out of town, and my husband and I went over into the hospital room, and here he is. He's hooked up to everything. Can't acknowledge anybody. His eyes are not open. Nothing's happening. There's no communication. They do not expect him to make it through the night. And so here I am, my little novice. I have my little Bible open, and I'm telling him, Art, I said, I've just come to tell you what the Word of God said. Because the power is in the word. The power is in the word. If you will hook up with God, he needs your faith in order to do anything. Just like, you know, uh, currency, money is the currency of this earth. Faith is the currency of God. In order to have an exchange in everything we do for God, when we give, there's always an exchange. When we give over our fear, he exchanges his peace. 
And so we take everything and give it to him. And if you will receive, now I want to always, always do this because sometimes it's hard for people to understand the process of receiving. But when you pray, the word says, receive what you've asked for. And in order, see how he took it? That's what he was talking about, the force to take it. See how he took that? That's how we receive our prayer. But if I'm asking God for something, I need some water. Will you give me some water, please? Will you give me some water, please? I really need some water. Will you just please give me some water? Please give me some water. I just need some water. See, unless you take possession of it, you got to take it. You can ask until you're purple, but you take that possession. It's a completion of the provision that God provided for you. It is now completed. You have possession of it. Guess what? You're thanking them after that. It's not any longer trying to get. It is receiving and thank you. So we went over and we're in the hospital room and the wife and my husband are standing back there, the niece and my husband are standing back there, and, and they're agreeing with me and in prayer, and we're talking, and we did everything. And all I know to do at that time when I got done, I told them, I don't know however many scriptures the Spirit of the Lord told me is what I opened to, and I just told them. And it doesn't look like anything's happening. And so we are speaking spirits. We are created in God's image. Our earth suit is not us. Our spirit is us. And so I leaned over and I said, Art, I said, if you agree with anything that I've just said and that you agree that you want God to heal your body, if you can do anything, even inside, Agree with me in the prayer. I didn't even get those words out of my mouth and his eyeballs, his eyelashes were doing this number. He couldn't do anything but his eye. He was just blinking his eyes as fast as he could go. He received. He was up and out. The next day it was, well, we think he'll make it, but we don't know if he'll make it very long. And then the next thing was, um, uh, yeah, well, he'll live, but he will have A, B, C, and D. And then the next thing was, and he did go through a series of operations. But he's back up. This is a number of years ago, so he's back up. See, it's just he who is in us is greater than he that's in the world. We had a lady in our church, 21 years from my accident, 21 years in severe pain. And one day in the service, one Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, she got set free. She testified she's still free. She's still free. You have, when you receive, you still have to walk it out because the enemy will try to come back and tell you, no, you don't have it. Can you think of any other ones? I know just a couple of months ago, I was in a meeting, and a 70-year-old plus lady was in the meeting, and she came in a wheelchair with a lot of help. And, um, um, but she purposed in her heart that she, she was going to get her healing. And so she came the first day. The second meeting, there's three meetings. The second meeting, she came in the wheelchair with very little help. The third meeting, she came in the walker. And they put her wheelchair right next to her at the end of the thing. And she looked at that thing and she said, get that thing out of here. I'll never need that again. They left the wheelchair there. I can't. We're in a healing meeting. They left the wheelchair there. So she looked over to my side and she said, I'm not going to need that thing. Amen. So glory to God. Well, come to the end of it all when the minister said, do something you couldn't do. Here is this lady and she gets up. And she leaves her walker. 
And she's kind of walking like this as she goes around. And by the time she has made it around the facility, her arms are swinging and she's walking. She later testified. You know what she said? She said, last week, when they, I just got out of the hospital last week, I couldn't do anything for myself. Friends had to come and care for me. And we agreed in prayer that I would be alive to come to the healing meeting. She was diagnosed with some horrible, I don't know if it was cancer of the brain or whatever else. And so now she's not only alive, she not only made the meeting, but she received what God has already done, up walking around and planning her trip to a healing center to get the rest of what God has provided. And that doesn't what you, I mean, <laughs> doesn't explode your wood. I don't know what will in that glory. And she was a, not a young chick. God is no respecter of persons. Doesn't matter if you're five, although the young ones get it so quick. Or 105. God sure. is good. In Alzheimer's, Lewy body, Parkinson's, cancer, uh, Alzheimer's, every evil work, dementia is going to scream in terror as it flees and sets the captives Amen. free. And we are going to see a manifestation of that here. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. So if you need prayer this morning, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all this for another time, I think. I'll do one just to show you a little bit of meditation. I'll take a scripture. This is our Charles Camps, God's Creative Power. But you can take a, a confession and uh, just a scripture and you can make it your own. And you can do certain things not to make it routine. You can emphasize different words in it where it doesn't just become where your ear or your mind's kind of going the other way. You want to stay tuned. You want to stay plugged in and take hold of what that scripture is saying. Get all the nourishment out of that scripture because it is oozing and full of life. So, like um, one of my favorites, if, if the same spirit that raised Christ from dead dwells in you, quicken your mortal, mortal body. So they say, the spirit of God, just say the spirit of God, quickens my mortal body, makes it alive with the life of God. Body, listen to me. You're alive. Every part is alive with the life of God. The resurrection power, explosive power of God is ignited in my body because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of me. So therefore, I'm healthy, wealthy and wise. And you can kind of go off with it. <laughs> but what you want to do is there's, there's confessing word. Meditation means to ponder, to muse, to, to say. Um, but it's also imagine. You can use what I call a sanctified imagination. And you can picture yourself healthy. You can't run, picture yourself running. 
and you get that picture. And what you want to do is build your heart on the inside bigger than what the outside's telling you. To, it's more of a reality to you than what's out there. So you're building up from the inside. Now, um, it, can, it can get to be, be fun on these things. You know, you, like I said, you can emphasize a different part. You can say, uh, like the Spirit of God, you could emphasize that. Go, the Spirit of God is in me. Or then you could be saying it and saying, the Spirit of God is in me. Wow. Holy mackerel. <laughs> and, and you can find yourself just getting lit. <laughs> that did something to me then. <laughs> you don't mind if I do it again, do you? The Spirit of God is in me. Anyway. So you emphasize a different part and you, you make this, this thing yours until you're out there. It's in your heart. And, and something comes against you or some voice that's different or something uh, or trying to conform you to this world or the world system. And all of a sudden... No, the Holy Spirit is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Forget that stuff. I'm not going to conform to this world. That's what we're after, is getting that in you. And when you got it in you like that, you speak to a mountain. See, when you say it, not doubt, in your heart, when you speak to that mountain, the mountain's moving. Now, years ago, there was a song that says, Lord, don't move my mountain. Just give me the strength to climb it. Full of doubt and unbelief. But see, we'll sing about the mountain. We'll talk about the mountain. And the mountain gets bigger. But Jesus said to remove the mountain. The obstacle in your way. Remove it. How you speak to it. When you believe it in your heart, the mountain's moving. Sickness and disease is moving wherever it is. The truth is, we can pray for you this morning. You can get healed, and maybe this didn't make sense to you. That's okay. If you'll just be in neutral, you'll get healed. So, uh, knowing this, I don't understand all that. That's okay. Just be in neutral. You want God's healing power, you can get healed. What you need to do after that is what I talked about today is feed on the Word, a relationship with Him. Mm. Hallelujah. And uh, I've got those healing sheets. We'll talk about that later. Okay. So if you need healing, is anybody in pain this morning? We'll just, anybody in pain? Pain? Okay. That's, that's uh, Let's get that off of Wendy. We just, where's the pain? Just put your hand. What have you done, girl? <laughs> he bore our pain. I know Wendy knows that, but we're going to release the anointing to drive that out. 
us. Um, I know we want the healing team. Come on up, Wendy, and healing team, Joanne, do your thing. We're gone. We'll we'll all yell at this together, and then the healing team will pray for Wendy. And but we'll everybody stretch your hands towards her, and we're if just. If you gone. need healing for your body, you'd like it, for us to pray for you. Just come on up and yeah. sit at every other seat in the front row. We, we curse this pain. Everybody just stretch your hands. We curse this pain from the root, and we command it to leave Wendy now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We release that spirit of the Lord, quickening her mortal body, bringing health and healing to all her flesh, to the nervous system, to the nerves, to the bones. Every area we speak and release the life of God the health of God. Whatever's happened, reverse it, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just start moving, Wendy. Just start moving by faith, doing what you couldn't do. That pain. All pain leave. All pain leave in Jesus' name. Fill her up, Lord. Your power, your love. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.